Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. This is the day to get fired up because this is the day where each of us get and take responsibility. Also want to say it is a day, I think, Benny, isn't this National Voter Registration Day? It is, and the first Did day I of fall, that? too. Yeah, yeah. And it's the first day of fall. Yeah. And just saying, um, coming into October, it's a blue moon month. Because uh-huh. I think we got the two full moons, so uh-huh. that's coming on. Okay. Um, and it's a time where we're all really looking within, but looking within to how to make some changes. There you go. You know, and it doesn't always show up like that, Benny. It's not like you wake up one day and you say, oh, I think I want to be a better version of myself. Maybe that happens for some people, but the way it's happened for me is some kind of crisis. Um, And I was talking to Bridget before the show, my very special guest today, Bridget Shea, um, you know, before the show, because we're talking about not just her book, but we're talking about her life's purpose and passion, you know, cultivating your microbiome. And I say that like that microbiome. It's probably not said like that, but because that's it, not what I said during the traffic report. So, yeah. What'd you say? Oh, well, it's biome, but like I said a little differently, but yes, go you ahead. You said microbiome, right? Yes. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I said microbiome. Yeah. And people are like, why are you saying that? That is like the name, not the name of her book. I said, yeah. But I think when you read the book, if you read the book, you get a different feeling about what the call to action is. So is it microbiome or is it really microbiome? I'm going to leave that up to all of you. It doesn't matter what you call it. Inquiring minds want to know. Inquiring minds now are like, what's the book? M-I-C-R-O-B-I-O-M-E cultivating it. We're going to hear Bridget say it. Joining me here today is Bridget, licensed acupuncturist, one of my favorite things to do. A wellness educator, been practicing traditional healing modalities for 20 plus years. Uh, Private practice integration of Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine. And I love them both. Just play ping pong and you will get to love everything Chinese or Asian. Uh, she enjoys teaching workshops in Eastern wisdom, and there are other books out there, The Handbook of Chinese Me- Medicine and Ayurveda. Uh, uh, look, lives in my home state, New York, but this show is about healing. When my doctor said to me in 2005, Dr. Darvish, Benny, right? 
Pat, it all starts in the gut. I just kind of looked at her like, okay, what, what part of the gut? Like, what are you talking about? Mm. And then the healing begins. Bridget, great to have you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. So how do you say the name of your book? I say cultivating your microbiome. But I do like the way you put it because it's it's really both. It is the microbiome and it is the microbiome. Because a major premise throughout the book is that our bodies are actually nature and that there is no disconnect between ourselves and nature. Although we're human and we tend to create that um, boundary, it actually in reality does not exist. And, uh, and, and that's why I brought it up because I knew, I knew Benny be laughing. You know, he's heard me mispronounce people's names and books before. Well, now, Pat, I think there will be an opportunity for the two of you to have, like, her edition and then the Dr. Pat edition. <laughs> so this works for both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but let's start the conversation out about dis-ease, if we could. Mm -hmm. And I want to start there because I was sharing with you before the break. I lived a, at what I thought was a fairly healthy life. I mean, I've had a few things I had to deal with. Like I, I tore up my knee playing sports when I was like 18. But I never really had like, oh my gosh, you're really, really sick. Right? Mm -hmm. Had a lot of allergies, but not like you're really, really not well, Pat. Your body is just like blowing up. April 1st, 2004, given a workshop, end of the workshop, my right ankle was the size of a large grapefruit or a small soccer ball. I thought I tripped. No, I didn't. And so that was my event that changed the whole landscape of my life. Mm. I wouldn't be doing this today, but I'm a student, Bridget. I'm a student and I'm still a student. What is it about your path? What is it in your life that you faced in front of you, perhaps a challenge, perhaps a challenge with someone you loved? And what is it you faced and had to overcome to get you to here, to this moment, to be the author of this book and to be the passion you are? That's a big question. <laughs> We've got an hour. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> you know, I hadn't really thought about it. I feel like it's been a, a culmination of many things that have happened throughout my life that have led me to this point. And, you know, a lot of times it's things that you don't necessarily set out to accomplish that give you the experience that land you in the next place that you end up finding yourself. And so um, I think probably the biggest thing has just has been to really stick with my truth and to um, follow my heart as much as possible, regardless of whatever else there was, whether it was, you know, limiting beliefs that I was um, working on changing the habits of or um, what, what I thought expectations were of me from either myself or from others, just, it seems like it's a constant, there are constant lessons along the path, whether it's an illness or whether it's a pattern of being that we have to 
um, face within ourselves so that we can um, break free of it and, and become more fully who we are. Um, so I would say that, you know, there wasn't for me one particular defining moment. It was, it was many things over many years that led to me being here today. You know, I, I, um, a couple of things I want to point to about this that I've learned, and I'm going to start out kind of broad. Um, many folks are now understanding the integrative approach to restoring balance and reclaiming mm. health and so many things. But for years, the mental and the emotional part of this were left out right? It was body, 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 body in the general public world, not in what I'm calling the, the natural world. That's not been true, the holistic world. Yeah. But now we're starting to understand more about the system of things. And I was reading your book and it, something hit me. And I was talking to Linda and I said, you know, now that I think back, do you, do you remember when I always complained about my stomach and I went to a series of GI tests and things like that? So I started to read your book and I started to think. But what if something that happens within our gut, within our body, is just left there unattended? What's the impact of that? Mm. Well, Researchers are finding that a very high percentage and potentially all autoimmune conditions can be traced back to what's called a dysbiosis in the gut. So um, I'll step back a little bit and say from an Eastern medicine or a holistic medicine perspective, which are complete systems of medicine, just like allopathy, um, there is no separation between the mind and the body. So the body is, is sort of this um, entity that the, that the mental and emotional aspects of ourselves are anchored into and that they can express through the physical form. And the physical form is not just human cells. We're actually about one-to-one -one ratio of human DNA to microbial DNA. And so that's why I say that we are a manifestation of nature. We are nature. And so, you know, we can't continue to separate ourselves from the natural world and to separate our bodies from our minds. So you asked what happens if something goes, you know, left unchecked in the gut. Um, the, the microbes that live in the gut do a, a variety of things in the body and researchers are still understanding what those things are. From an Eastern medicine standpoint, we may describe many of the actions of what happens um, either directly through the microbes in the gut or as a result of the metabolites or the, or the things that they produce that stimulate functions in the body that they are carrying out many of the functions of what we call qi in Chinese medicine, which is called prana in Ayurveda or in the yoga tradition. And that qi or prana basically, basically is representative of the word vitality. 
And so I use those words interchangeably with vitality. So the vitality in the gut reflects the vitality in any number of systems in the body. So we have all of these microbes in the gut. We have bacteria, we have viruses, we have fungi, we have yeast, archaea. All of these um, microbes are still being researched. We don't know everything that's in the gut, but what we do know is that there are particular groups or particular strains that are known to have very beneficial effects over the mind and the body. So for example, you may feel sometimes like there's this gnawing angst or anxiety and you can't quite put your finger on what it is. It very well could be that there's something going awry with the microbes in the gut that's causing you to feel that way. The microbes in the gut actually train our immune system. Mm. They have a huge role to play in the inflammatory response in the body. So because they affect pretty much everything from our hormones to um, how we retain weight to how we feel, there is really no rationale anymore from even a Western science perspective to separating the mind and the body to ignoring the emotions and the thoughts that one experiences because there is a direct link to what's happening in the gut. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit when we come back from break about biofilms. And I wish everybody knew about biofilms. Um, and when we come back, I'm going to tell you why. But before we go to break, Tell folks how they can get their copy of the book. How do they find out more about you? So you can go to my website to find out more about me. It's BridgetShea.com. That's Bridget, like Bridge to Health, E-T-T-E, Shea, S-H-E-A.com. And you can buy the book either through my site or through any bookseller, Inner Traditions, the publisher, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any indie bookseller as well should have it. Yeah. And uh, Benny, uh, we've got three copies of the book to give away. So let's go ahead and give out the first copy. 1-800-930-2819. When we come back, we're going to start the conversation with one of the most mysterious things I learned about in my own journey, the biofilm. And maybe I can get Olivia to pull up some of the animated cartoons I have on this. Oh <laughs> Although I must say it wasn't funny when I learned about it. 1-800-930-2819, we'll be right back. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
Optimize your breast cancer screening without any radiation or pain. Effective, sensitive, and widely used thermal imaging in Europe is now available to you here in the U.S. Using state-of-the-art FDA-approved camera, Eastside's first and only breast thermography clinic is now open in Bellevue. Safe, sensitive, low cost, no referrals needed. Contact Holistique Medical Center at 425-451-0404 or on the web, drdarvish.com. What we've been taught and told is not all there is. Life is all about energy, and the energy you feel is real. Tune into the Energy Paradigm each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com with Dr. Vic. The Energy Paradigm is an eye-opening, mind-shifting, transformative and earth-shattering way to live, work and do business that will enable you to unlock your magic every day. Visit TheEnergyParadigm.com. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Pat. If you're like me, you're a woman business owner. Let me introduce you to the High Heeled Go-Givers. This community of women business owners are there. They are in it to win it for you, to uplifting and transforming the lives of women throughout our community. To find out more, to meet them, you want to go visit highheeledgogivers.org and tune in to listen to what they're about to say to you on my show. If you struggle with fear and anxiety, you know how powerless and stuck these emotions can make you feel. You've tried everything but nothing helped you overcome these blocks. Dr. Friedman Schaub, award-winning author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, created a special program which helped thousands of his clients to become healthy, happy, and confident again. Learn how to eliminate negative self-talk, let go of your emotional baggage, and replace limiting beliefs. With Dr. Friedman's accelerated program, you can break through your challenges. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Yep, this is a very informative show because we're talking with Bridget Shea, but basically the book is incredible. And we're gonna, we are gonna talk about biofilm. Uh, Benny, I'm just gonna, um, let's go ahead and give the second copy of the book away if we can. 1-800-930-2819. Again, please mention your website. Also mention how people can find out more about you. Okay. Uh, all of the above. Okay, so the website is BridgetShea.com, B-R-I-D-G-E-T-T-E. Shay, like shaystadium.com. And um, I have an author page, Bridget Shay, on Facebook and Instagram on Bridget Shay Books. Twitter on Goldilocks Gut, which I mentioned in the book. Also, and then also you are available for a consult, a wellness yeah. consult as yeah. well. I do um, telehealth consults, I do remote energy medicine sessions. And um, I lead classes in cleansing in um, the Ayurvedic tradition, as well as um, other various teachings, mostly right now about the microbiome. So I want to talk about the microbiome, but I also want to talk about one of the starting points for me is my education about biofilm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really want to start with this because um, the, when I went and began my healing journey, one of the things that was said to me in a very kind and empathetic way was, Pat, you may feel worse before you feel better. I didn't really understand that because I wasn't, that wasn't my experience of doctors, but I wasn't going to the kind of doctor I'd gone to before. I was going to a doctor that understood the layering process that goes on to get to the root of what is happening within a person. 
And of course, we now know that as holistic. But one of the things I didn't get was that when you go through this cleansing process and things in your body are dying, let's say, you better be doing something to get them out. Yeah. Now, biofilms was the final front. Biofilm was the final frontier for me until it was explained to me and until I studied it. But in your words and the way you talk about it, I think it's one of the most important things for people to understand. Because I think if people understood this, they would commit more to what you talk about in the book. Tell us about biofilm and what the impact of not understanding the power they possess means to us. So biofilms are fascinating. They're found on the rudders of sea ships and they're found inside of our guts. Um, They're oftentimes like a slimy uh, uh, surface that actually is created by the microbial colonies that live within it. So for example, in your gut, there are colonies of microbes that create this film that they cover themselves with. And it's like a dome, like an impervious dome to your immune system recognizing them in the case of pathogenic microbes and to various other factors. Um, And something that happens inside those those biofilms is that they actually they communicate with one another. There are pathways of nutrition that flow through these biofilms to the individual members of the community. And there is a language that they use that travels through this biofilm and it protects them. So some researchers theorize that there is a positive attribute to certain biofilms, that they may be protective of the gut wall, for example. But in the case of pathogenic influences, such as um, Lyme and co-infections, the microbes can use these biofilms to their advantage to, again, hide out from the host's Um, immune system and hide out from anything the host may ingest to help eradicate those communities. So like most things in nature, there can be a positive and a negative influence of these biofilms on our health. Um, Resilient is an understatement, my word, resilient. And, you know, part of what we're talking about today is, I mean, the biofilm is a small part of your book, but the understanding of it can be enormous. Um, And, you know, when you're talking about them, one of the things that I'm struck by is how smart they are. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's even proper to give them an intelligence, but I did give them an, I I realized how smart they were because Mm -hmm. I would get a treatment as many people do you get a treatment. Maybe if you have Babesia, you get doxycycline high amounts, mm-hmm. like a family member of mine did. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're smart because things hide in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to ask you about this because we don't talk about microbes and the gut enough. What is the impact of the gut? 
not being tended to on the rest of the body. So what I'm asking is some people think, okay, it's just the gut, but there's a connection to the gut and the rest of your body to your brain. But you mentioned inflammation, right? Can you talk about the impact of this for a minute? Well, it's huge. Like I said, we're only half human. The other half of us is microbes. And those microbes are responsible for training our immune system. And that means that they're responsible for training our immune system to recognize friend from foe. And through, say, the modern American diet that most people are exposed to, as one example, through an overabundance of pharmaceuticals like antibiotics, through additives in foods, the body gets confused as to what is friend and what is foe. And pretty much everything that we do, everything, whether it's what we put in our mouth, how we sleep, if we even cross a time zone, that is going to affect our gut. And if we don't have, right now a a healthy gut microbiome is considered a diverse microbiome. And so if we don't have enough diversity and enough populations of different groups of beneficial microbes in the gut, then we are susceptible to the body getting more confused and not recognizing friend from foe. And that's when proteins on foods or even aspects of our own tissue get recognized as harmful to the body and the immune system starts to attack things that it shouldn't. And that creates systemic inflammation in the long run. And I wanted to get to something you also included in the book, which I love that you did. I don't know how you got it in the book, but you also address Chinese herbs for epidemics. Mm-hmm. And when we come back for a break, I want to talk about that because you do talk about COVID-19, but you also say something that I found out the hard way. One size does not fit all. When we come back, I want to talk about the remedies. I want to talk about the Chinese herbs. Um, And some of these I cannot pronounce, but my Chinese friend sent me to the international store to get, Uh uh, but I had to take them with me because I do not speak Chinese very well at all. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the medicine. What is the Chinese medicine? And what have we learned from this approach to the body and healing? Uh, Let's take a short break, Benny. Olivia, we'll be right back. Are you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www. DivinelyDrivenResults.com. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares practical tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you learn to live your best life. Live the good life, connecting your physical and spiritual self with Sabrina Wright. Every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. What would you do with the power of community? 
How do you create your own rituals? Tune in to Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff, Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit LivingYourGifts.com. That's LivingYourGifts.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the Maximum You. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on books. I think we got another copy of the book. 1-800-930-2819. There's so much, Bridget, in your book. We're not going to get to all of it. So I'm trying to zoom in. I'm trying to zoom in on, on things now that here we are today. And, you know, why is it I'll say to my best friend, look, I know you're doing this other treatment, but what are you doing to replenish your gut? You know, what are you doing? So you see me talk about that like that. Uh, I'm not a doctor in that way. I'm not an expert in that way. But I've learned a few things. And so one of the things I've learned is to stop trying to be a doctor because it's not a one size fits all. I am concerned. So can you talk about this? And really, the fact that you included in the book, Chinese herbs for epidemics. Brilliant. I don't know how you did it. Mm. Well, um, it it worked out that I could put, I actually had that in there before COVID hit, but then all my my final draft review came in March. So I was able to expand on it a little bit Um, because epidemics have plagued China for millennia. Yes. There is so much detailed information on how to treat various pathogens Um, with Chinese medicine, pre-Western medicine times. Um, So the Chinese really have a leg up on on understanding and um, treating people in the midst of times like we're in right now. Uh, Plagues are no stranger to the Chinese and to Chinese medicine. And so, um, you know, with with, uh, the coronavirus, The Chinese very early on, the Chinese doctors, not the Western medicine doctors, but the traditional Chinese medicine doctors 
categorized the particular pathogen as a cold, damp toxin. And so what that means is that it has a particular affinity for environments that are cold and damp, including those inside the body. And like I said before, the body is a reflection of, it is a manifestation of nature. What happens outside the body can happen inside the body as well. So any kind of environmental condition that you can think of that can happen in the external world can happen in your physiology too. And so Chinese medicine practitioners, Ayurvedic, Tibetan medicine practitioners, we're all trained to identify what's happening where in someone's body. And from there, we recommend lifestyle habits and foods that help to counteract those conditions and bring the person into a greater sense of homeostasis, a greater sense of balance. And so whenever there's an invasion of an, an external pathogenic influence, in this case, a cold, damp toxin, what we want to do is administer treatment guidelines and tools that help to, that have the opposite qualities of that coldness and dampness, right? So we know that when the coronavirus gets in the body, it, it, it creates heat responses in people, but the actual um, nature of it on its own is of coldness and dampness. So if somebody has more cold, damp condition constitutionally in their physiology from a Chinese medicine standpoint, chances are they're going to be more prone to be a, like the perfect host for that pathogen. And so, um, you know, that's- Can I ask you before you continue, because that is such an important piece. Can you indicate for us, if you don't mind, how a person would know if they have that cold, damp affinity. Because most people will hear that, like a person like me, whose temperature rarely gets above 97, right? Yeah. We would uh -huh. be like, oh, is that me? Uh-huh. Uh, and why do, I, why do I like to get in my little portable sauna? And why yeah. do I like to sweat? Like Linda's like, why do you have the heat on? I, got, I already got a text message about my fireplace. Like, yeah. why do you have to have it? because my temperature may be low, but I love the heat. But it yeah. would be helpful if you could explain that point right there. Right, so physiologically, we all need to have a certain amount of heat in us or we wouldn't be alive. And that's called our yang. But when there's a, a, a maybe not quite so much yang or if it's displaced um, or moving in the wrong direction, then we'll, we may be uh, subject to the excess of yin. And yin is anything that is cold, damp, heavy in the body. Somebody that has, let's just say, somebody that has more of a cold, more of a damp constitution can exhibit some of the things that you're talking about with really loving heat, wanting to be, you know, warmer, um, and maybe even having a lower temperature. However, one of the ways they can also uh, ascertain the, the level of dampness in their system can be to look at their tongue. So if you look at your tongue in the mirror, especially in the morning before you brush your teeth, and you notice that you have a thick coating all over your tongue, you have dampness. Yeah. So that yeah. coating can be a different color 
um, depending on the day, depending on what you ate the night before, depending upon how much heat you have mixed with the dampness in your system. But ultimately, if you have anything more than a very thin white coat that you can pretty much see the tongue body through, then you have dampness in your system. Yeah, that's why Dr. Darvish would say stick out your tongue. Mm-hmm. Not that you will stick out your tongue and I'm going to stick a thermometer in there. Um, right. But then people beg the next question and you cover it in your book. Then what do I do, Bridget? So then it's important and there are tons of resources and especially in the Seattle area, there are, there's an abundance of high quality practitioners that can help you to ascertain what your constitution is and what you can do to make yourself healthier now, to decrease the dampness in your system, to increase the chi and the yang where you may need it. Um, Oftentimes when there's cold and damp, there's what we call the spleen chi deficiency. And that can equate to a dysbiosis in the microbiome. It can equate to any kind of metabolic um, dysfunction and it can equate to any kind of um, digestive insufficiency. So what we want to do is since we know that a large portion of ailments begin with something going awry in the gut, what we can do is to, to take those steps now to find out what, what's best for us to do, what's the most balanced approach for us to tonify that spleen chi to um, balance out the digestive fire or the agni so that we can transform fluids and toxins in our systems efficiently and well and so that we are a less habitable environment for any kind of pathogenic microbe. So let's get back to uh, if we could spend a few moments on some of the uh, Chinese medicine practitioner and, and herbalist, and some of the formula ingredients you mentioned in the book. And I, and again, I want to say this is not a one size fits all, but at least people could get the book and it's a starting point to have with their own practitioners. Right. So that is a very strong formula that not everyone would take, obviously. Right. <laughs> Chinese formulas that we dispense are individualized based on the person's constitution and and what they're presenting with when they come in that day. And they oftentimes need to be um, upgraded or changed as the person goes through their course of treatment. So it's not like we can just say, okay, take this and then this will happen and you'll be fine. And then people are on that for like years. It's not like that at all. Um, That's why we have tongue and pulse diagnosis so that we can assess what's happening with the person internally and we can modify their formula so that it's more more appropriate to the shifts that they make as they come into greater sense of balance. And so that particular formula I talked about because it was already in the book as part of the MoUN or the membrane source uh, uh, section of the book. And but then when, when COVID happened, it was modified by some doctors in China to help treat p- patients who were experiencing COVID because that particular formula is a really strong formula for penetrating the mesentery, which is tied to the intestines and the functioning of the intestines and things getting out through the intestinal walls into the surrounding tissue and to the immune system. 
And it's a place where traditionally pathogens are known from a Chinese medicine standpoint to hide out and to linger. And so using that particular formula in people that have a lot of turbid dampness in their system, that might be like a last resort formula for some people because um, it, it really is a strong, powerful formula and it's not one that we would give all the time. And sometimes it's tricky just figuring out that someone is dealing with some kind of a pathogen that's trapped in that part of the body and that tissue. And that's a really aromatic formula that helps to open up the passageways of fluids and gases and information in that highly congested area of the body for many people. And it helps to, um, to help the body to uh, disperse whatever is trapped in there that is not beneficial so that the body can very efficiently eradicate it, get it out however it needs to. I love that you did that. And thank you for taking us through that. I'm going to go ahead and skip the break because I want to, I want to kind of flip over to what else you include in the book, you know, that help us improve things like the mind. Um, Because your book isn't just about like, let's just talk about the gut and this, there's so much in the book. But you also talk about vitalizing the mind and body, and you give us some general guidelines. And I think they're really important. You know, let me put it to you this way. Um, if given the time we have left, I would like to know your top three, that for people today, that maybe, let's say you're like me and you have some knowledge about it and you can go over to Dr. Darvish or you could go. We have a great herbalist here um, as well in Kirkland. I mean, I could walk in there and I would be able to get everything I need or I could go to my the international district with my friends and get it. Mm-hmm. But that's not always the place to start. Right. So do you have a top three that you would be able to say to folks, look, this is where I would begin, of course, reading the book, Mm -hmm. but maybe it is a licorice root tea, or maybe it's not. What are you finding in your clients people are needing most right now? Peace. (laughs) No, yeah. Um, I, I think peace and power. That's yeah. my, those are my two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's true. I think if I were to give people a prescription of three things that they could do to help balance themselves today, yes. I would say to get out in nature. That's really important. I talk about that in the forest bathing section of the book. Yeah. To connect with their breath and be aware of if they're breathing shallowly, and I would encourage them to begin to take deeper breaths many more times throughout the day. Um, the reason for this in a nutshell is because we detoxify 70% of our toxins through the breath. And because when we breathe deeply, the, the vagus nerve, which is the major communication route between the microbes in the gut and the brain, that tells the brain that the body is safe and vice versa is massaged by the diaphragm with the deep breaths. So when you take nice deep breaths, you're telling your physiology that you're safe and it, and it 
calms your nervous system. We all need to have our nervous systems calm down right now. There's a lot going on. And, and when we are amped up, it, it reduces our stress tolerance and it can make us more susceptible to um, not, be, not having the vitality we could. So getting outside, breathing well, and getting some form of movement is, is incredibly important. A lot of people want dietary recommendations. I would say to eat on a regular schedule. And if you can eat earlier in the day so that you're not eating after dark, that that is really important physiologically from both an Eastern medicine and a Western medicine perspective as we're finding with circadian science. Um, and to, to really just start to listen to yourself when you get little nudges or little thoughts or hints about things that maybe something you're craving or something you feel like doing or something you want to back off on, you know, when you go to look at your phone um, and you don't really need to, maybe, maybe you should listen to that part of yourself to just start to listen to yourself more because there are many aspects of yourself that are trying to communicate with you on a regular basis. And the more we listen to those, the more in tune with ourselves we become and the more in tune with our families and with, uh, with the rest of nature we become as well. And that is just so important. And we've lost a lot of that um, with the way, you know, we've been so hectic for so long. Um, it's really important to slow down. And, 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 you know, in the beginning with the coronavirus, we had to slow down and, and for a lot of people, they couldn't, of course, but for those that did, they're starting to speed back up again. And, and I just encourage people to, to slow down a little bit. So that's more than three things. But if you just no. pick one, you just pick the one that's the most doable for you right now, as insignificant as you may think that it is. If you do that and you're consistent with it, you're going to see and feel results. And, you know, let me break it down for a little bit from my perspective, too. When you say it, nature, here's what I had to learn to do, right, as a starting point. And one of the things I learned was, you know, my doctor said, look, Pat, take off your shoes, get your feet, walk out on the grass in your yard. Yeah. Just stand out there with your feet. Just walk around with your feet. You, and, you know, and you, you, it's like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. Well, okay. Just doing that, right? It's, I can't even describe what it does. Now, right. some people, if you're Jessica, you're like out there all the time. They go hiking, they go kayaking. They, that is just a way of life for them. But mm -hmm. for those of us that are not able to do that or have never been drawn to do it, it doesn't have to be that complicated because I think if we complicated this, Bridget, with helping people, it becomes a deterrent to doing anything. Sure, because it seems insurmountable. Oh, and it's oh. not. It's oh. really not. It's very simple. And that's what's so deceiving about it. And uh, you know, go ahead. A question just came in and I need to get it on air before we run out of time. Sure. Um, Dr. Pat, you mentioned uh the mind what what does bridget suggest for sharpening the mind and again i want to say this is not a one size fits all so we're going to give you a couple of generic answers for the mind the mind sharpening the mind sharpening the mind is is focusing on sleep hygiene 
That's the number one thing. Big. Sleeping well actually creates a dysbiosis or an imbalance in the gut microbiome, and that does affect the mind. Um, so I would start with that. Any kind of meditation that you can do, and again, getting outside, looking at the sky when you're outside. If you feel drawn to water, get by water. Just little things that you can do. Um, taking time, pausing throughout the day. These pauses help the body and the mind to be more centered and connected to one another. So, like I said, it's the little things, taking deep breaths. Again, that's another thing that's very clearing for the mind. So it's not, a lot of times I think we want like the capsule or we want the simple fix, but a lot of this has to come from what we're doing on a regular basis. It's not as easy as a supplement. Cause if you've ever taken a supplement, a lot of times if you just go to the store and you buy something that you've seen on, on you know, some show or something, it'll, it may work for a while, but then your body can override it, right? So you wanna be, if you're going to do supplements, that's why I recommend that you see um, an Eastern medicine practitioner, Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, because they have a complete sense of the connectedness of nature with the body. And, uh, and the herbs are actually, part of their effect is that they're feeding the microbes in the gut that need to be fed in order to create the effect in the body that you wanna see happen, whether that's directly the body or whether it's the mind. So I would recommend taking these small steps, these little things that Eastern medicine has been teaching for thousands of years that science continuously proves to be something according, you know, to Western science, like circadian science is something that's been around for thousands of years in the Eastern medicine tradition. So um, I, I highly recommend to just do the little things and, and continuously, consistently stick with those things. You know, and one thing will come. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Bridget. One of the things you do mention in the book, and you really talk about the dietary uh, reset protocol. And mm -hmm. we live in a world right now where we have more diets to choose from, yeah. you know, whether it's go paleo, go keto, you know, go whole 30. I, I have to tell you, anybody that does the whole 30, you are on the top of my commitment list. It's one of the most effective things that I've seen recently. And boy, it really takes somebody that has fortitude other than me to do it. But I'm working on it. Um, but in the book, you actually list things. Um, and these are the things that we can look at and do, right? We can look at, like you talk about, the sluggish metabolism. Um, we can look at moving the body. But there are some things in here we can do, right? now today yeah. and they can be kept at the level where we don't get overwhelmed right. um do you have a top of the list my fa my favorite thing to say is that unless you have an intolerance or an allergy to something there there really is no reason to be limiting food groups and that is because from the perspective of microbiome science the microbes in the gut feed off of everything you ingest for better or for worse. And the, the variety of foods that we have in the diet is key. So what people can start to do today is to begin to incorporate up to 30 different plant-based foods a week into their diet. Yeah. 
I'm not saying you should cut out meat. I'm not saying you should cut out yep. anything. What I'm saying is to be mindful of incorporating, and I don't mean just run out today and eat 30 different things, but in a gradual fashion, by this time next week, keep a journal or keep a mental note of the fact that you've incorporated 30 different plants, grains, legumes, spices, herbs into your diet. And, and if you do that, that is going to help to feed all the different beneficial groups of microbes in the gut. Yeah. And I'm so grateful you've said that. And I really mean it. I have learned more from my table tennis buddies than you can imagine. Everything from how to make a beautiful and delicious tea that has 23 ingredients in it, but they're not, they're off the shelf to beautiful soups. I mean, it's not as difficult as it seems. It just requires, as we plan our day, we need to plan our health. Mm. And I think that's the power of what you've got here. Thank you so much. Bridget, again, tell people how they get a copy of the book and thank you for today. So you can get a copy of the book um, through my website, bridgetshea.com or through your local bookseller, um, through Inner Traditions, or through Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Thank you so much. Last question, I promise. What's your personal I message? What would you like to leave us with today? I would like to leave everyone with the, the thought that, that we are nature. And to keep in mind that we have an inherent wisdom that we have access to within ourselves and to trust that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Um, we're going to take a short break, everybody. I mean, there's a lot in this book. Bridget, you've done a beautiful job. Really did. I mean, I didn't even get to everything in here. But thank you for reminding us of how powerful and how beautiful this system we call the body, the mind, and the energy of this. How beautiful it is. Thank you so much for all you do. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a short break. We got more coming up on Transformation Talk Radio. See you then.